Let's get started with today's message. We are in a, a series called Jesus by Luke MD. And here's what we're doing. Uh, we decided to take a little bit of time here during the summer and talk about Jesus. And we decided to use the book of Luke in the Bible to do this. And I've, I know I've said it each week that I've been here, but I just it, it bears repeating I think this is very interesting. I think Luke was very interesting because he was a doctor. He was a physician. And so these guys knew how to do research. They knew how to study. They knew how to do those things. And he was writing a a report of Jesus' life or or giving an account of Jesus and who he was and what he was doing. And he was making this this report for for what we think is a, a government official. And so he was very thorough with what he was doing. Luke was not one of the 12 disciples. If you've seen that picture of Jesus and those 12 guys you know, sitting around the table and them eating the Last Supper, Luke's not there because he wasn't one of those guys. He, wasn't even, he was a Gentile, which means he was outside of the Jewish faith. He was, he was an outsider looking in. And that just, that, that's interesting to me. So we're getting an outsider, somebody that really wasn't a church person if, if it was in today's culture, looking in, and he did all this research and came up with um, all of this great stuff about Jesus. And so that's whose report we're using. And we'll, you know, we use a few others during this, this series, but mostly we're staying in the book of Luke. Now, if you have been reading along with us, you have been noticing that we're talking about things you read about in the week before. And so I want to encourage you guys, if you want to keep doing that, next week, this next week, read over chapter 10. In the book of Luke, read over chapter 10, and, and you've also noticed we haven't gone through every single verse because, you know, it's, it's a lot, but we're, we're picking things out of it to talk about Jesus. So, um, again, chapter 10 for next week if you want to stay, stay connected with us in that way. Now, today, we'll be looking in chapter 9, and I'm going to start with something that I've come to realize in life, and this little thing, like, is waving at me. It's bugging me. All right. So, I'm sorry. In, there, in nearly every situation in life, I've, um, I find myself or I have found myself considering something, um, the bottom line of everything. Um, now, maybe see if you can relate to this, that if you've ever gotten this, maybe what I would, I'm even going to call a bottom line mentality. You know, I, I think about the bottom line of something before I even consider if the something is good for me or not. Um, you know, I can easily tune out details, and, and, and all I'm listening for is one thing, and that's the bottom line. Uh, a lot of times, once I've gotten there, and if, I de- and if I decided, yeah, okay, I'll do that, then I have to go back and ask the details, because I wasn't listening. I was only listening for the bottom line, not listening to see if I needed this. I wanted to hear the, the end. I wanted to hear this one specific thing, and it, it often means I have to... Um, go back to my wife and say, what were what you talking about? Or my children or the car salesman or the, anybody I've talked to. Now, may, again, I, maybe I'm the only one, but I'm hoping there's at least one other person in here that's like as messed up as me. Now, um, I can get into the mentality that everyone is trying to sell me something or sell me on something. And then I approach life and I approach people that way uh, very easily. All I'm thinking is, Bottom line. Here, let me, let me go a little further. I could get to the mentality that, um, and, and basically give me tunnel vision on what is this, what you're talking about, what's it going to cost me? Um, what's it going to cost me in money, you know, dollars? What's it going to cost me in time? 
You know, what's it going to cost me in commitment? And, and I can easily go there before even considering what is being offered. And uh, it, it becomes, I got to protect myself, right? You know, I, I got to look out for, for me. You know, now, l- l- let me say for those of you that are already arguing with me in your mind, um, the bottom, uh, bottom line mentality isn't always bad. All right, counting the cost for things you need to do. I mean, if you're going to go buy a new vehicle, I'm going to buy this $80,000 truck. Well, you need to count the cost. Can you really handle that? I mean, so there is, it is a good thing, um, and it's, it's certainly we need to do it from time to time, and it's, some, it's actually necessary from time to time. But when I get this thought process out of whack, and it becomes all I do is look at the bottom line and not whether or not I actually need what's being offered. What happens is what I need becomes secondary to am I willing to pay for it? I'm going to say that again just to make sure you're grasping what I'm saying. If I get my, this bottom line mentality out of whack and it becomes too important in my life, I begin to look at things and say, well, what I need is actually secondary to am I willing to pay for it? Uh, we, we've been taught by our culture that we have to look out for numero uno. Is that true or not? Because ain't nobody else going to look out for you, right? I got to look out for me. I got to take care of myself because everybody else, they're not, you know, they're only looking at themselves. And unfortunately, that's true. I mean, we, it, it's true a lot of the time, but not always. It's not always the case. I think this mentality or this thought process that we're all subject to I, um, I know we're all subject to it. Um, it can make relationships difficult. It can make interacting with people difficult. It can make a relationships, having a real relationship with God, difficult. Because we think, what's it going to cost me? Before we think, do I need it? Now, it fights, th- this mentality fights against us doing what we have to do to get what we have a deep spiritual craving for. So let's bring you this over into, into like personal stuff, not, not, not cars and trucks and houses, but what about just life? Every person on earth has a deep spiritual craving to connect with God. Now, you may or may not have experienced it, you, or, or you may, let me back that up, you may or may not have recognized it, but you've experienced it. We are, we're all born with that um, you know, I want to belong to a real family. That, that's ingrained in human beings. I, I want to have a real purpose. That's ingrained in, in humans. I, I want to find the real meaning of life. That's, that we're born with wanting and, and desiring those things. And all of the answer to all of those things is connecting with God. And when we have a, a mentality that gets out of whack, and I just want to know what it's going to cost me first, we'll, we may drop it and we may avoid it, but it was something we really needed. An un- unhealthy bottom line mentality can lead us to neglect what we need. And let me give you just an example. Of, well, I know what. Yeah, yeah, here it is. It's in your notes, I think. And, and let, me, let me say this. Y'all, please, please still like me after this statement. If we, if we neglect what we need, it's just stupid. It is just stupid to do that. Um, it's like saying, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase this for you. Okay? I, I need clean drinking water. I need to drink clean drinking water, but you know what? I don't want to pay for it. 
costs too much. I'd rather go do something else with that money. So I'm going to drink my water out of the ditch. I've been doing it for a while, so I'm used to it. It ain't so bad. That's just not smart. How many of you would love to have a glass of ice cold ditch water? We don't. I mean, you know, no, I doubt that anybody in here would do it. Now, some of you are thinking, yeah, but that's, some all, that's all some people have. I, okay, I understand that, but that's not all you have. So, y'all, just, you know, stay with me. Don't, don't argue with me in your brains, all right? Um, an unhealthy bottom line mentality can lead us to neglect what we need. Now, I, I know we're easily subject to this just because we're people, all right? And, and, and I'm going to play to that today. In today's message that we're into already, but I'm going to play to your bottom line mentality, okay? And I know you've got it. Yeah, I was kind of lying at the beginning, saying I hope that somebody... No, I know you have it, because you're a person just like me. And so, so I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to throw you a bone this morning, and I'm going to give you the bottom line. That's what this whole message is, the bottom line. And my hope is that you break out of the pattern... And actually follow me into deciding that you need what I'm talking about. And here's what it is. And you might think you already have it, but, but really consider this. What you really need is a real, genuine, life-giving relationship with God. That's what you really need. And, and I'm going to talk about the no-haggle cost today, okay? There's no haggling necessary. With this one, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you the bottom line. Now, Luke actually wrote this down for us. When he was recording all this stuff about Jesus, he wrote it down. And so, we want to take a look at it here in Luke chapter nine. We're gonna start reading in verse twenty-three, but I'm gonna get, let me set it up for you. Jesus had been talking a lot. He had been doing miracles. He had been in front of people a lot, and his popularity uh, was had grown. Like when Jesus showed up, it, it was standing room only. I mean, people were going to be there. Who, what, Jesus is going to be there? Well, I'm changing my plans and I'm going. And so there was just crowds and crowds of people that would follow him around and they would show up to where he was talking. And uh, it, it's, it's because he was life-giving, by the way. And so Jesus gets real with all these people. I mean, he just like drops a bombshell on them in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Here's what he, Jesus, told this crowd. Then he told them what they could expect for themselves. So remember, please go back and read the whole chapter. That, read the whole thing. It's important that you do that. All right? So we're, we're taking a piece of it. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. All of these people are like, Jesus, we want to go where you're going. We want to follow you. And he's like, that's great. I want you to do that. But if you're going to do that, here's the bottom line. You have to let me lead. He says, you're not in the driver's seat. I am. Let me stop there. For those of you in here that might have read the Bible before in your lives, you've been in church for a while, and, and you read, you've read this passage of Scripture in a different version, this is the passage of Scripture that, and you might have seen it or, or read it this way before, if anybody wants to follow me, Jesus talking, you have to take up your cross daily and follow me. That, that's this passage of Scripture, but we're reading it in a way that, that it, um, it, out of the message version today. So, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. Then Jesus says this, don't run from suffering, embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Let me tell you what suffering was. Back then, when this was written, suffering could have meant death. Uh, you know, death and torture. People, 
People were, you know, religious persecution uh, was huge. And we personally don't, you might have experienced it on some degree here in the U.S. We don't experience it to that, that level very much here. But it happens in the world still today. Uh, this, this type of thing happens. So Jesus went, he went all the way to the end. He's like, um, don't run from suffering. Even if, even if it, you following Jesus requires or, or ends up in you being killed because of it, embrace that. that that's, a big, that's a big thing to drop on people who are just wanting got him to heal them of a cough. <laughs> okay? So, I mean, he dropped a big, big, big thing on them. Now, let's back it up. L- let, me, let me give you the simple or the... Um, the lighter side of that would be don't run from sacrificing to follow Jesus. Or, or don't run from inconvenience to follow Jesus. Don't run, you know, don't run from those things and embrace them. He's saying to, to, to connect with Jesus. He's saying to, con- to connect with me. It, it's going to be, you know, the bottom line is it might cost you something. You, may have to, you might have to suffer some things. But then he says, follow me and I'll show you. How? Jesus tells them what it takes to really follow him. So here's the bottom line of, of this whole Christian thing. It's following Jesus. Now, if you're here today and you want to go where God wants to take you in your life, I want you to like zone in with me for a few minutes. All right, pay close attention. Now, if you're in here today and you're like, I'm not so sure that I want to follow Jesus. I just, I just came because I didn't have nothing else to do or I thought y'all had free donuts or, you know, whatever. Um, then that's okay. I'm so glad that you came. If you would, please, then just kind of listen as I tell every, the, these other folks in the other category what is going on here. All right? So, so if, I, I think that's fair enough. So please, please stick with me. Jesus said, let me lead. If you, if you want to go where I'm going, you've got to let me lead. A serious follower of Jesus gives up control of his life. Now, let me, let me, let me add to that. A serious follower, a follower of Jesus gives up control of his life, not to me, not to Ignite Church, not to uh, religion, but to God. That's important. That's important, all right? Um, the bottom line is that you should use your God-given free will to choose God's will for your life. If you don't hear anything else, that is a huge statement in today's message. You and I have been given a free will by God. We have it. We can choose to do whatever we want. And to really connect with God, what, what, what is best for us is if we use that God-given free will to choose his will, to let him lead. I'm choosing to let God lead my life. I'm choosing to let him take me where I need to go. We want to choose to follow, choose to act on the things that we, we learn, we, that, that we find out about God, choose to love, choose to forgive, choose to give, choose to put others first. Jesus says, uh, um, you know, I'm in the driver's seat. You got to let me be in the driver's seat of your life. Folks, this is the bottom line. And I'm, I'm telling you now, you need this. You need this. Every day you're driving, every day your life is going somewhere. Some of you are like, no, not my life. I haven't gone anywhere. Well, 
then this might be a reason because you're not letting, not letting Jesus drive. You don't feel like you're going anywhere. The commitment to follow Jesus is a daily decision. Wake up every day and decide, today, I'm going to use my free will to choose God's will. There's a guy named Paul. Uh, he wrote a lot of the, the New Testament, uh, what's in the New Testament of the Bible, really um, just a, a, a big guy in the, in the Bible Christian church world, all right? And this guy, Paul, many of you know who I'm talking about. He, um, he said something as he was writing to the, uh, the church, and he wrote a letter to, to this specific church, and he said this. This is in 1 Corinthians 15. I die every day. I really mean that, brothers and sisters. He's like, folks, I give up every day. Every single day, daily, I follow Jesus. Daily, I decide to give up my life and give it to God. Every single day. That's a, that's a big, big deal. Follow the leader. Following Jesus is an all-in commitment. That is the bottom line of this whole Christian thing. Now, God isn't... Let me, let me go a little further. God is not expecting. Jesus is not expecting. Um, Ignite Church is not expecting. I'm not expecting. Ed is not expecting perfection from anyone. Okay. We're, we're not. I don't expect that. That's, and and I want, that's important, I think, for you to know. Um, as a matter of fact, there are, you know, perfect people are not allowed in Ignite Church. All right? If you're in here today and you're perfect, get out. <laughs> um, but the, that's, we all know this is not even possible to be perfect. God doesn't expect you to be perfect, but he does expect you to let him drive. He does expect you to let him perfect you and work on you. That this is important. And this is, uh, God is expecting you to let him lead. And again, that's the bottom line. Now, Jesus goes on with a little more explanation to this crowd that he's talking to. All right, he doesn't just leave them there. He keeps talking. So he starts to explain it. Verse 24. He says, if you try to hang on to your life or if you try to save your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Folks, yes, it was possible, and it is possible that people died and, and can die for the sake of following Jesus. But he wasn't saying here that everybody here has to die, and then you're going to be okay. That's not, that's, he didn't mean that for everyone, that, that you know, we all have to give up our lives, literally take our last breath. If it comes to it, okay. But that, what he was saying was, let me drive. Let me have your life. Let me lead your life. The, the, awesome, the awesome mystery of the Christian life is if we give it all up, we're going to gain it. That's how this works. Hanging on to your life, trying to save your life, it means, um, it means this primarily. I, I want to try to hang on and give meaning to my life. I want to live for what I, what I think life is supposed to look like, what, what, what I see other people living. I'm, I want to try to make that kind of stuff happen for me. And if you do that, if that's the way you go about living your life, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose who you were actually born to be because you're not as smart as God. He, ha he made you. I'm, I think I'm jumping ahead here. He made you. Yeah, I am. Back up. Um, giving, up on, giving up your life means this. You give up on all the things that the world calls living, that everybody else calls living. Follow Jesus. 
It means you let go of even some things that are good. Because not everything that, you know, you're, only, you're in church on Sunday mornings, an hour a week. You're outside, you're doing other things the rest of the time. And not everything outside of these, this church building is bad. You know, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things that we do and things going on. Um, but even some of those things, we want to let go of them and let God have them. And let him take us where he wants us to go. God made you. He designed you. He designed life itself. So he knows what's going to make you the most happy. He knows what will make you more happy than you are right now. And I would venture to say that while you and I think we do, and maybe we know we do know some. I'm not saying we don't know anything, but uh, he knows even more. He knows even better. And so he knows these things. And... He can make it happen. He can take your life where it needs to go so you can be fulfilled in life and um, so you can be who you were born to be, which is really what you're looking for. That's really what you're looking for. God has had a plan for your life before, before you were ever born. And it's, it's in there for you to try to find it. God made you. And he knows what's going to be most fulfilling and most beneficial to your life. I have, my, I have a note here for me to say that three times. Um, I'll say it twice. God made you, and he knows what will be most fulfilling and most beneficial to your life. Now, this is why you should use your free will to choose God's will. Are you all with me so far? Okay, this is, this is a big deal, and, and I realize that there are people in here that have, are, are long-time church people, and you think, I've done that. I'm already doing that. I don't need this message. I know that. That's probably a sign that you're not. That's probably a sign that, oh, wait a minute. Um, maybe, just maybe, maybe there's something I need to learn here. Maybe there's something that God is speaking to me. Let me back up and let me read over these notes or let me re-listen or let me really, really, really consider what God might be saying to my heart this morning. Okay, that's what I want you to hear. I want you to hear what God is saying to you, what he's speaking into your life this morning. All right, last verse for today, verse 25, Jesus he, he appeals to them, and he, he kind of tries to make sense of it all for them. He says, what good would it do to get everything you want and lose the real you? He started out by saying, look, you, you have to let me lead. Use your will to choose mine. You, let, let me be in the driver's seat of your life. And then he says, because, listen, if, even if you keep going the way you're going, and you get everything that you're, you think you're working for, what good is that if you lose who you are in the middle of it? Now, I'm going to bet that most people have proven that doing life their way leads to losing who they were born to be. I'm going to bet that you have already experienced pain and death in your soul when you have chosen your way and you even maybe even accomplish what you what you were aiming for. And you realize, you know, I, I thought 
I, I tried and I tried and, and I thought that this would make it for me. I thought that this would make me fulfilled. I thought that this would be it and I would, I would have succeeded in life and, you know, and, and everything would be great. And you're sitting there thinking, but I'm still, I'm still missing something. That is so aggravating. Um, I'm going to bet that a lot of you have been there. A lot of you have experienced that. Well, letting God lead is the way to change this. Because you, you, you've experienced what we just read. You can, you can accomplish all kinds of stuff and still, still lose who you really are. You mean well when you do that. I mean, everybody in here wants what's best for themselves, I think. I mean, in the, in, deep inside, you really do. And so you, you, you're, you're aiming for it, but sometimes we forget God's plan is better and his outcome is better. What, we, what, what do you really have? What do you and I really have if we choose our way and we gain a lot of good, but we're dying inside? That's not a life I want to live. Uh, and, and me as a, a, a Christian person that's been in church, you know, like I think I was born in church on a Sunday morning. Okay, so I, I mean, I've been to church like a lot of, I ought to calculate it how many times. I've been a whole lot of times through my life. I've seen a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of good, some not, but I've seen a whole lot of great things. And um, me as a, that type of person, I have to take this seriously and say, Chad, today in uh, 2017, after what you've experienced and gone through in life, are you letting God drive today? Or have you gotten so smart and, and gotten so used to everything that you're like, I know where we're going. I know where God's, I know where we're going. I, I got this. God, you don't need to drive today. You know, let, let me take the wheel. Hmm, no. Um, I have to do that. I think you should do that too. I want you to gain who you are really born to be. When it comes to connecting with the God of the universe, that, that numero uno, that mentality, it's got to be set aside. You have to set it down. I mean, the out of whack part, okay? The out of whack part, we, we need to set it down. We have to go beyond trying to protect our hero. Oh, here's what people do. Maybe you've done this, maybe you've not, but you probably have, because I know I have. We have to go beyond trying to protect ourselves from God and trust him to let us, trust him to lead us. A lot of people try to protect themselves from God. Yeah, if I do this, then God's going to expect this. So I don't, I don't want to go there. So mm. they try to protect themselves from what God wants them to do. That is crazy. That is craziness. Um, through my life, I've seen people. Um, wow. I've seen people... I bet you I could go back even over the last two years, even since we started Ignite Church, okay? Um, I've seen people who are Christian people misrepresent God. I've seen people use what, what is their preference and what they have grabbed hold of as God and try to enforce that on other people. I've seen people, again, misrepresent God. I've seen them hurt other people in the process. And what that leads to is people trying to protect themselves from God. Does that make sense? 
I saw this Christian person and those church people, and this is the way they acted, and this is what they did, and this is who they made God out to be. Well, I don't want that. I need to protect myself from that. I've seen that. I know I've been that, okay? I'll, I'll, be, I'll admit I have been that in my life, and I don't want to be that. that that's not my job. You know, that, that's not up for me to do. So it can make it difficult sometimes to actually and, and really and wholeheartedly embrace what I'm talking about today because we've seen stuff like that. Well, I'm going to tell you something. People's actions don't change what is true about God. People's actions don't change it. People change it. People, I mean, I'm sorry, people are, let me rephrase that whole thing. People are weird. <laughs> okay? People are. People are flaky, and people are hurtful, and people are, you can name a whole list of things, right? Well, God's not that. And just because people in the name of God have done it doesn't mean that that God had anything to do with what they were saying or doing. Thought you might need to know that. All right. Considering the bottom line, considering, all right, this is what I should be looking for, letting God lead my life, using my free will to choose his will. How, how do I do that? How do I get going that way? So I'm, here's a few things. You let go, from number one, you let go of your yeah buts. Let them go. Are, are they listed for you? I don't think they're listed for you in the notes, are they? You just have a line that says, let go of your yeah buts. Yes? No? Okay. Do y'all even look at the handout? I mean, <laughs> all right. We want to let go, let go of things like this. Yeah, I hear what you're saying up there, but I don't think so. I don't think that's for me. You might want to let that one go because it is for you. Um, yeah, yeah, but I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I got some issues with trust, you know, because this happened to me. Well, that takes us back to just because people went wrong doesn't mean God is that way. Yeah, but I've seen Christians do bad things. We already talked about that one. How about this one? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I understand. I even think that what you're saying is probably right, but I'm not ready to change. Well, then I can't help you if that one's you. But I hope eventually that you will be because I, I want you to not lose who you were born to be. I want you to gain who you were born to be. So that leads me to a final question here. Will you take the risk of losing? Oh, hold on. Let me back up. That second part. You can use your free will to discover and follow Jesus. So here's just a few simple things. I just, is this a suggestion for you guys for one week? Try this. Whether you've been in church a million years or today's your first day or anywhere in between, try these things each day for one week. First one, start your day with prayer, asking God to lead your day. Uh, folks, this is easy. It's so simple. Some of you are going to write it off and never look at it again. Uh, but maybe try it. Like when you wake up tomorrow morning, God, haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> Or maybe, God, I talk to you every day, whichever it is. Will you, will you lead my, my day today? I'm going to choose to give you my will. And I promise you will, have, you will face things that challenge you, whether you let that will go or whether you grab it. Try it. Try it. Just try that simple thing. It may, try this too. Find someone to show love and kindness to. But what does that have to do? Trust me. 
once, once a day for the next week, find somebody just to extra, like out of the ordinary, show them love and kindness. Doesn't have to be huge. Doesn't mean you have to buy something or spend money. Just do something on purpose. And then here's the last one. Maybe at lunch or at some time during the day, read the scripture of the day from the YouVersion app. Or, or, so, or some other, you know, or pick your own scripture of the day. But in some way, shape, or form, we put that one in there because it's easy. Every single day on this version app, there's like the scripture of the day. Folks, it's short. It takes like 10 seconds maybe. Okay, if you're a slow reader, 12 seconds. I mean, it, it's there and, and you can read it. Try it. All of these things will help you begin to let, let, let Jesus drive in your life. Now that brings me to the question. Will you take the risk of losing what you can build to gain what God can build for you? I hope, I hope you are. I hope that you will. Um, what would it be like? Think, just kind of imagine with me. What would it be like to have and be everything God intended for you from the beginning? What would it be like? I promise it would be better than what it is now. Because, you know, we've all, we've all kind of taken a wrong turn here or there. But what would it be like if you were everything God wanted you to be right now? If, if like, you were, if you were there, well, you, you can be there. You can begin to let him take control of that. What, what, if, what if your spouse began to do the things I'm describing and let Jesus drive? Some of you are like, Yes, I knew they should have come today. I'm glad they're listening to this because my spouse needs to do that. Well, they do. They, they really do. What if your children did this? What if your boss <laughs> began to do this and, and let Jesus and let God lead his life or her life? What if, what if your neighbors, you know, the one you fight with and call the cops on? <laughs> what, if, what if they did this? Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't life change? Now, I know some of you are thinking, yeah, but I can't control other people. Exactly. You can't. But you can certainly use your free will to choose God's will for your life. Y'all stand up with me. Lord, we thank you for each and every person in here today. And God, I pray that you would lead us and guide us this week. I even pray that you show some of us where we're not letting you, or where, we've, where we think we might have let you drive, but we're not really. Help us to see it so that we can grab hold of you and so that we can be who we were born for, born to be who, that we can become what you planned for us from the beginning so that our lives can be more fulfilled than ever before. Help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.